1: Side of midnight. We are breaking down yesterday's election. Um, there are still a number of very close races that we're keeping an eye on. Uh, races which may decide... Which party controls the U.S. Senate? As of now, it looks like the Republicans have 48 seats. The Democrats have 48 seats. It looks like the Republicans will control the House of Representatives. It looks like they have uh, won at least 220 seats. But no question about it, one of the big winners uh, in yesterday's elections is the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, who uh, alluded to the, the messaging that he used to wide uh, w- open up such a wide victory over the former Florida. Florida. Florida Governor Charlie Crist in his remarks last night. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. It is looking increasingly like uh, Florida is no longer a purple state. It is looking solidly red, at least for the time being. Here to help us break that down, along with some of the other results we're seeing from around the country, we have a WABC talk show host, the founder of the Guardian Angels, and the former um, Republican nominee for mayor of New York City, although he was sort of a, a never-Trump uh, Republican, Curtis Lewa. Hello there, Curtis.
0: Oh, you didn't recognize I'm wearing my Fetterman, Fetterman hoodie. hoodie. Oh,
1: yeah. That's the all the rage now. Come on. Yeah, Fetterman has done for the hoodie what you have done for the, the beret. Well, think of it.
0: You have 50 Cent, right? Slim Shady just turned 50. AARP, all the hoodies came out.
1: Trayvon Martin, right? Exactly. I mean, exactly. By the
0: way, uh, that Oprah endorsement helped.
1: Uh, It certainly did. I'm going to ask you about that in a second. Leticia Romaro, veteran political consultant, longtime civic activist, PR specialist, former chairman of the Staten Island Republican Party, former Conservative Party candidate for borough president, and the former chairperson of Community Board One. And if Curtis is never Trump, uh, she is always Trump, underlined in triplicate. Uh, She's in studio as well. Good morning, Leticia. Thanks for making the trip.
3: Well, thank you, Frank. That's a lot of formers there. A lot of formers (laughs) and a couple of current.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, All right. The key. As far as you guys are concerned, what are the key takeaways here? A lot of folks were predicting a red wave, a red sweep. Uh, It seems like uh, the Republicans did well, but maybe not as well as a lot of Republican activists were hoping. What do you think, Curtis?
0: I'm looking at Fetterman. I'm looking at Biden, and I'm saying it's the party of the handicapped. And obviously the handicapped persevered. It's not considered a negative. I mean, Biden did well. We just have to admit that. He didn't drag his party down.
3: Well, oh, I don't know about that. I mean, well,
0: look at the results. The analytics are there.
3: Well, first of all, at least Biden has somebody he can speak with now. And Fetterman, they can oh, understand boy. each <laughs> other. You guys, you guys are rough. <laughs> um, but, you know, look, I, you know, we took the House. It, the Senate is still in question. But I, I think we have a shot there. I mean, I, it looks like we're going to go to December before we understand Georgia. But I think that we did well. I mean, the, the one thing that the country wanted— we think I think it showed is that we take control of the House. We you know, put some pushback on Biden and his liberal policies. And I think we did that. Now, the hype of, you know, the red tsunami, the red wave, you know, yeah, poll- pollsters get it wrong all the time. Um, but I think that we we took enough. Because we've got the lead in the House and we're going to have the majority in the Uh, House.
1: Some people are saying that the Republicans would have done better if some of the uh, Trumpian candidates uh, like uh, Bolduc in New Hampshire and Herschel Walker in Georgia, if they hadn't been nominated and if there were um, candidates more in the vein of uh, Glenn Youngkin. And by the way, you can't blame all Donald Trump for that because a lot of Democratic groups were funding the Trumpian candidates in those primaries precisely because they were thought to be more more vulnerable electorally in the general election. What do you think these results mean for the future of a Trump candidacy? He's expected to announce his presidential campaign on Tuesday from Mar-a-Lago. If you're Donald Trump looking at these results, are you pleased? Uh, Do you think this is a a shot in the arm of a Trump
3: candidacy, or is this a setback? Well, listen, Donald Trump thinks you know he's fantastic right so i think he's going to look at this and go oh i'm going all the way um you know there's there's two th- you know strains of thought here um, you know donald trump actually did the job and we were better two and a half years ago or two years ago uh under donald trump uh, so there are going to be people who are going to want to stick with him i do think that he won <laughs> a lot of his primaries i do think again we we took the house we're likely going to take the senate um, you know, by huge numbers, no, but we did it uh, in a time when, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. So I think that uh, he probably is going to you know, come out and announce, and I think that everybody's going to clear the field for him.
1: Uh, Curtis, you agree with that? Uh, we were talking with some folks earlier. They said they think DeSantis is running, and uh, there's a direct collision course between DeSantis, or as Trump calls him, Governor DeSantis, and Trump. How do you see
0: that? Oh, we already see that. I mean, look at Trump. Oh, I know more about you than your wife does. What the hell is that crap? What the hell is that crap? I know more about you than your wife
1: does? Well, I think it's an expression. What what, do you you mean
0: expression?
1: It means he knows
3: where all the bones are buried.
0: Uh, Okay, so right away he's going to go dirty on a guy who's done so well in the state of Florida?
3: I'm sorry, are you new here? (laughs) 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 Have you (laughs) met Donald Trump?
0: (laughs) And is DeSantis just going to take that or is he going to do a Ted Cruz? Oh, I love you, Trump. Oh, my father was with Lee Harvey Oswald and he, he killed JFK. Come on. Republicans need to stand up to that kind of bullying tactic. uh, That is nonsense.
1: Weiner, Anthony Weiner, who was here, and uh, Roger Stone, who called in from Florida, they both said essentially the same thing. And obviously those guys come from very different political worldviews. They both said they think DeSantis runs. And if Trump runs against DeSantis, they think uh, Trump uh, cleans his clock. They don't even think it's competitive. It sounds like maybe you disagree.
0: Well... Obviously, Trump has been damaged. No red tsunami. What, what took place tonight? A ripple. We'll call it a red ripple. Uh, so, yeah, DeSantis, if he gets his national team together, can be very imposing. And then, you know, you have some other Republicans who are going to jump in. So let the process begin. But if Donald Trump is going to declare to run for the presidency, remember, it's not about the Republican Party. It's all about Donald Trump. All about Donald Trump.
3: You know, but the problem is, is that primary voters are Trump voters now, right? So, uh, you know, they're the most conservative voters, just like, you know, primary voters in the Democrat Party are the most liberal. So Donald Trump owns them, and he owns then the the people, too, that he brought on board that are, you know, disciples. You know, they they look at him as a god. And so— how, if DeSantis goes against him he doesn't have anywhere to get votes from you know he has to get them from the moderates that don't vote in mm. de, in republican par- primaries and he's going to get his clock cleaned so i don't think that he's going to be that unwise to run against If people
1: are just tuning in, we're talking with Letitia Romaro, we're talking with Curtis Lewa. If you have comments, questions, 800-848-9222. That's Uh, 800-848-9222. Both of you guys are are New Yorkers that have played a pivotal role in recent years in the uh, New York GOP. A lot of folks thought this gubernatorial race between uh, Hochul and Zeldin was going to be uh, either uh, a Zeldin victory or just Hochul barely edged out Zeldin. We still don't know the uh, final total, but it does seem to be a certainty that Hochul's won by a healthy, ma- a healthy margin. Curtis, were you surprised uh, that Zeldin didn't perform better?
0: No, he did a lot better than you could have anticipated. Imagine you're a hardcore Trumper. You voted against certifying the election. You're really strong pro-life. All of those in a blue state generally will knock down a candidate. And then he grabbed onto the crime uh, train, legitimately so. Uh, And Hochul was just thrown for a loop. If he had won, the best person who had done him the best service was Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. Because every day, the first five stories of every newscast was crime, crime, crime in the media capital of the world. And he did an excellent job. I don't know how he could have done any better knowing the handicaps he has in a predominantly blue state. So I give him a lot of credit. Uh, Remember, he had that one issue. And he just kept talking about that one issue, except he may have peaked a little early. About 10 days ago, I noticed a lot of Democrats Mm. were in the streets. They're giving out palm cards to unions. They were in the projects going door to door. And the street money flowed the last two Sundays. The Holy Rollers. God!
3: Jesus
1: and hopeful. <laughs> Uh Letitia. It does look like the Republicans in New York might have picked up as many as four congressional seats. I don't know the last time that that's happened in uh, in New York State. As a New York Republican, is this a good night for you or a poor night?
3: No, no, it's a good night. And l- let's just go back to uh, Lee Zeldin for a minute. First off, there as of this count now, and we don't even have all the precincts in. There's five million. Plus voters in the state in this midterm, there were eight million in the 2020 uh, presidential election. So this midterm was way up there. He wasn't running just against Hochul. He was running against Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, uh, Joe Biden, all the superstars, right? Obama all came out to this blue state to campaign for Hochul in those last days. So he did fantastic. So far, he's holding at almost 31 percent in the city, which is phenomenal. We needed 33 to 35, you know, to be able to pull it off, of course. So but he had coattails and he brought in these uh, congressional uh, seats and not only the congressional seats on Staten Island. He turned an assembly seat red. We're at Sam Pirazola. Mm-hmm. So it is a good night for a Republican. On.
0: I take some of the credit on okay. Sam's victory. <laughs> I take some of the credit on <laughs> Sam's victory. Or, or, or some of can, the blame, depending on, of the, depending on and your perspective. And Joseph Tyrone almost won.
3: Joseph Tyrone was un, unbelievable. And if you look at that race, I mean, I think he's at 46 or 47%, or maybe even 48 That was incredible. Because I he take went a into, little bit of credit for that. <laughs> or
1: a little bit of blame. 800 Andy is in Brooklyn. Andy, you're on with Curtis Slewa and Leticia Romaro. Hello.
4: I was very surprised at Curtis's comment about Donald Trump Uh, First off, there is no GOP without Donald Trump. Okay, He is the only force that can withstand the concentrated power that has been leaning against everything conservative and everything right wing. There is no other individual, not even a DeSantis, that could stand against that type of influence other than Donald Trump. So without Donald Trump... You don't see any House. You don't see any uh, well,
0: don't hold, see- hold on a second. What is this, idolatry? What, what is wrong with you? He's the only Republican. There were Republicans before Donald Trump. There will be Republicans after Donald Trump. This idolatry stuff is what's going to get the Republican Party in trouble. You've got a wide range Listen, of very eligible candidates out there who ought to be given an opportunity if Donald Trump wants to run, obviously. But why say, oh. DeSantis, you shouldn't run.
4: Uh, he he hey, should Katrina, be encouraged to run. Uh, Katrina, why don't you, uh, you know, relax a little bit. First of all, the Democratic Party has never, ever in its history been this powerful and influential. Okay, so what you can't the hell are you talking about? Well, they, they just
1: lost the House Where of Representatives. Is your
4: history? You had FDR for four terms. Are you out of your mind? No, I think you're out of your mind because we're on the verge of a nuclear war and no one is talking about it. We're having 100,000 deaths from fentanyl because we have no border and no one is talking about it. Okay, that is the media controlling the minds of the public. There is only one force that exists out there fighting back against it, and its name is Donald Trump. Hallelujah! <laughs> <Thank you>. Hallelujah! <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Jesus
3: hey, Christ, God the
0: Father, God eight, the Holy nine, Spirit, two, two, two. and Donald Trump.
3: Uh, Kirk, I hear Star Wars music uh, in the background. Uh, who, after
1: that. Who's your first choice for president at this point? I have none.
0: I want to see debates. I want to see primaries. Well, why am I going to make a choice now?
1: Well, I, well, How asking. far away are we, okay. um, uh, Letitia? If you had to pick, who do you have a first choice for president at this point?
3: I, you know, honestly, I, I'm a realist, and I think Donald Trump is. You know, I. I think he needs to come back and finish what he did. You know, look, he had this country humming. I don't care if you don't like him. I don't care if you don't like what he said. I'd rather have the orange man with the nasty words— we're, and my 401k at a million dollars then have, you know, the the supposedly peace broker and my 401k at $300,000. Right, we're
1: going to talk with Adam Weiss in just a few minutes about the messaging of that uh, that took place from all the candidates. And uh, a little bit later, we're going to go uh, to Maryland, check in with Sean Casey, the uh, co-host of The Morning Show there. And uh, he's one, uh, on WCBM, another one of our great stations. The messaging nationally was very interesting. The Democrats seemed to focus mostly on the abortion issue. The Republicans seemed to focus on the kind of trifold issues of inflation, the border, and crime. You know years ago in politics, the old expression was "All politics is local." based on the Senate races, based on the congressional races, even the gubernatorial races, it doesn't seem like a lot of local issues were dis- determinative here. It seems like almost everybody was trying to nationalize these races and focused on national issues rather than local ones. Do you guys think we're in sort of a, a new era with that when it comes to all politics being national?
3: No, I think that the the Democrats needed that abortion issue to drive people to the polls. In 2004, um, George W. Bush used uh, the abortion issue to drive people to the polls when he was kind of in trouble. And that's what we saw here. I mean, you know, all of a sudden documents leak out of the Supreme Court. We've never seen that happen before. So this was planned, you know, and this was, you know, is cultivating you know voters to come out to vote. And it worked because we had a midterm election that was was darn near close to a presidential election turnout.
0: Yeah, I think we saw the continuation of the blue collar moving red and the college graduates like yourself, Frank Morano, NYU graduate, moving totally blue. It's a clear distinction now. The Democrats want people who've graduated from college, uh, who have their degrees, and a lot of people who feel left out by that are moving towards the Republican Party. Most people do not have a college degree in the United States. And the Democrats have forgotten those people, and they are retaliating by voting red. 800-848-9222.
1: 800 By the way, one of the other races that uh, we're keeping an eye on is this uh, Los Angeles mayor's race, which is pretty interesting. You had, uh, obviously, a whole bunch of uh, racial tensions there because of the uh, leaked audio regarding the city council speaker who was forced to resign, uh, escalating tensions between the black community and the Hispanic community. And you had, as the final two candidates in L.A., Karen Bass, a uh, black woman, against Rick Caruso, a Hispanic billionaire and former Republican who ran largely on the crime issue. That race appears to be super close with Caruso leading slightly only about 14% of the vote in at this point but uh, so far Caruso has over 50% of the vote with uh, Karen Bass uh, trailing and uh, looks like that's going to be a tight race. I don't know that we'll have a winner uh, on on that race uh, anytime today but I'm wondering if this represents a new breed of Democratic candidate. Um, As you know Curtis Eric Adams, at least uh, in terms of rhetoric, said a lot of things that you don't traditionally hear from Democrats when he ran for mayor of New York against you. Rick Caruso sort of used that same playbook. Dennis Kucinich did the same thing when he tried to run for mayor of Cleveland. Are we seeing a new era of Democratic Democrats running for office as Democrats but sounding like Republicans?
0: Well, because they win it in primaries. So obviously they're going to say, well, we can't go further any further to the left than some of the mayors in these cities in Philadelphia, in Chicago, in St. Louis. So why not take the moderate uh, moderate uh, line? They feel that they win their elections and the primaries, and in the urban areas, they generally do. Uh,
1: what about that, Letitia? Do you think, in some ways, this this whole election cycle has been a repudiation of progressivism? We don't see a lot of people running for office in uh, red, in uh, blue states, in blue counties, or in purple counties, running unabashedly as the uh, defund the police candidate, as the AOC candidate. We see candidates seemingly try to run almost like Tim. Ryan ran in Ohio as a little bit more of a new breed kind of a Democrat. Yeah, a blue
3: dog Democrat. Like, I, I do. I think that, you know, the, the one thing that Curtis just uh, talked about was that most people don't go to college, right? But but the Democrats are pandering to the college you know sect, um, and they've left behind the average blue-collar workers and, and the average people, and I think that what we're going to start to see, or, or what this... Uh, midterm is going to show having control of the house and having control of the Senate or um, that they need to come back to the middle because the stuff that they are pushing has cost them the Hispanic pop, uh, vote. It, it has cost them the, the suburban women that they had on lockdown. Um, it's cost them a lot of votes. So I do think that we're going to start to see some more blue dog Democrats. Tulsi Gabbard left the party because, you know, the party left her in essence. And it's left a lot of Democrats.
1: 800 Rob is on Staten Island, uh, a place that uh, both Curtis and Letitia know quite well. Hello, Rob. Good morning. I
0: can't
5: agree with Curtis more. Well, try uh, the, uh, the regarding the Trump issue. I every Democrat I know, they're like anyone but Trump. There's a lot of things I love about Donald Trump. Of the he's got huge
6: balls. He has so many good things, but there's too many bad things. He's tainted at this
0: point. And anyone that talks to him talks about him like he's a god. I don't even know what to say. That and I know plenty of them. But if everyone I know, every Democrat I know. Anyone but Trump. He, I would, If I was running, I would
6: not have him back me at all. I think DeSantis is on the right page, and
5: that's all I have to say. Great show. Thank you so much.
6: Uh,
1: thank you, Rob. You know, uh, Curtis, I do think it depends on the district. There are some areas, some states, some communities where having Trump's imprimatur really does help you. I think Staten Island might be one of those places. Yeah,
0: but if you're the Democrats, you want Trump to run again. Mm-hmm. You can beat Trump even without Biden so you want Trump to run they're looking at this and they're loving every second of it they uh, are loving every second of it
1: latisha anything you would uh, I, add there
3: you know i i think that um you we're going to spend these next I'm I'm all tongue tied because I'm so aggravated. We're going to spend (laughs) these next two years still fighting Biden's policies. I mean, you know, we we need to see what's going to go on in these next two years. If we can't get those leases on the on the federal land for drilling, if we can't get more oil out of the ground and and start to become oil independent again, um, then then Donald Trump, will be able to walk back in because if the price of gas goes up any higher, if this winter we don't have the home heating oil that we need, which is, going, is a real possibility, there's going to be an opportunity for Trump to come back and people to say, listen, I know what he did as president. I'm going to give him a shot again.
0: Well, I think, uh, Latish, uh, people hate Biden. They hate Trump. So the best thing for both parties, out with the old and with the new. Get people in that nobody hates. Because hate drives people to the polls, as we saw in the last presidential election. Unprecedented voters on both sides. Because when you talk to the Biden people... They hated Trump. When you talk to the Trump people, they hated Biden. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. In terms of uh, the future of the GOP, one of the things that I think is interesting is that DeSantis won in Florida uh, in a landslide. He won big in Miami-Dade County, which has historically, as you both know, been a very Democratic-leaning county. uh, But a lot of the Hispanics that uh, are in part of the electorate in Miami-Dade, they voted Republican. Here in New York, um, we saw in your mayoral race, Curtis, you winning a lot of Democratic assembly seats that were primarily Asian districts. We saw that at play this year as poorly as Lee Zeldin might have done in New York City he actually helped deliver, or whatever the case may be, the Republicans won several state legislative seats in New York City. It looks like Peter Abadi, who's been in office for almost 40 years, it looks like he's lost. It looks Who, like, who's he, guy? Lester <laughs> Chang, right? Who was there <laughs> well, for Lester this, this, Chang? This is what I'm saying. Give me a little bit of it, credit. It looks like Stephen Simbrowitz, uh, Democratic Assembly member, it looks like he's out. It looks like there's this whole cadre of Russians, Hispanic, Chinese and Hasidic Jews that have been voting, that are been voting Republican. And I'm wondering if the future of the GOP is with these well, m- as emerging as as minority stay groups. Here.
0: I mean, look, give uh, New Yorkers and folks from New Jersey a little credit for DeSantis doing so well also. Yeah. Because look at how few Republicans there are here in New York City now. Well, there was 8% when I ran. I think there was 13% when uh, Maliatakis ran. Yep. I think there was about 18% when Loda ran. Yeah, Republicans are either dying off or moving to Florida. So, uh, come on. Uh, they took, let's <laughs> give credit to New Yorkers and New Jerseys who moved to Florida because they probably voted for the All right. Uh,
1: we're going to continue with Curtis Lee with Letitia Romero. We'll also take your calls, 800-848-9222. Straight ahead.
0: The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano. Other side at midnight
1: with Frank Murano. singing about a revolution. A lot of Republicans think that uh, a House majority may lead to a revolution. Curtis Lewa is in studio with me. So is Letitia Romaro. Adam Weiss is a uh, veteran political strategist and uh, public relations executive. He's the CEO of AMWPR. And uh, Adam, I'm curious as to your takeaway in terms of what messaging was effective for Republicans and Democrats, not only in New York, but nationally. What's your key takeaway on the race here?
6: Especially uh, for the House members or the governor's race or both? Well, either one, both. You know, it's pretty much, it was a toss-up, and we all thought that, you know, the momentum because of the issues in the economy were going to favor the Republicans, but, you know, as it was, the ground we've become such a uh, complacent uh, society that it seems like he's no middle anymore. It seems like the the game of politics has been so fragmented that the base just comes out on both sides, and it's us. it seems like almost the exact same election, the same results that were for Trump are happening for Federman, are happening for Oz, and it's like you know we spend two we spend two years in this cycle of these ads and this twenty four hour cycle. And we're almost at the same exact place that the election happened last time.
1: It's like... Well, yeah, and know. Anthony Weiner we made learning? that.
6: What are we learning here? It's like this never-ending cycle of campaigns here. Yeah, and no,
1: Anthony Weiner made that same point, which is that one of the key takeaways might be that nothing has changed from two years ago. I know you were a bundler for Lee Zeldin. I know you uh, donated some money to Lee Zeldin. If you were uh, offering advice to the Republicans running in two years, be it a Republican running for U.S. Senate in a state like New York against Kirsten Gillibrand or a Republican that may want to run in a purple state or a Republican that's running for president, what would you say in terms of messaging? Have you found the uh, the Republican messaging on crime, inflation, and in the border to be effective, or did they need to tweak that message a little bit?
6: Well, for the state gubernatorial race, I think it was very effective. I mean, did the very best they could in the environment we have, usually Republicans get drugged, killed 15, 20 points in New York. But overall, I think the message was right. I think what You know, the overall effect that we had over the last two years in New York State, and this is kind of (laughs) strange in one sense, about 500,000 people left New York since COVID over the last two years, 500,000. These people went for greener pastures. They left because of crime, inflation, school lockdowns, all the stuff that made the People say, I want the hell out of New York State. Those 500,000 that left went to Florida, went to free estates. Those five hundred thousand would have been GOP voters, right? They instead they packed up, and who gets now? Who got the votes? DeSantis. He won by eighteen, seventeen vote points. Meanwhile, we don't even. Have, I don't think we have. I don't think the GOP has enough votes now anymore. We got drubbed so bad in the city that it's almost impossible. To find but, well, here's we
0: the other, Here's the other thing. Twice now. People have come up with millions of dollars to say, we want you to become rent a Demo- Democrats. We want you to convert over to the Democratic Party. And other report- Republicans supported that. They're not coming back. That's it's right. lunacy. Oh, I'm going to vote for a Democrat one time, and then I'm going to come back to the Republican Party. That's not shown in the rolls. That's, that's basically abdicating, waving a white flag, saying we can't win, so why not be a moderate Democrat? Become a rent-a-wreck Democrat. How... How idiot! Have you ever heard of a
1: party doing that before? It certainly doesn't strike me as effective. So, Adam, given what you're saying, uh, which is that uh, there's not enough Republican voters for Republicans to win elections, and given what Curtis is saying about the futility of uh, moderates switching to the Democratic Party just to pick moderate Democratic nominees, what does that say about the future electoral prospects of the New York GOP? Should they just throw in the, the towel, wave the white flag, as Curtis says, or how do the Republicans be competitive competitive in blue states going forward.
6: Somehow the attraction, the great experiment of Manhattan, New York, New York City will lure people back. It already is luring people back. I mean, the city's popping, right? The city has all sorts of attraction now. Advanced. It is a city, but still mentally ill people on every other block in New York and there's crime all over. So that needs to be taken care of, and people will get back to some normalcy of voting. So, because yesterday I was like, a bunch of people were like, hey, good luck. I said, where are you? I'm in Florida. I thought you lived in New York. Where are you? Good luck. Where are you? Voted? No, I, I, I re registered in Florida. So, I'm like, there's too many people in Florida still, and they're old friends of mine. They're not here anymore voting. So, Attraction will lure people back to New York. We'll get more voters here. I mean, if you look at the tickets across New York, I think we picked up four congressional seats, maybe five by the time it's done. So, the votes are there. It's just we can't. The pounding we took, and again in the five boroughs, and the little numbers we need to get just to just the bloodbath we mm-hmm. take in New York City as a GOP. It's just too much to overcome. The rest we're
1: we're going to go live to Baltimore in a second, but I know Letitia wanted to weigh yeah, in.
3: I think maybe it's time for nonpartisan elections in this city. Uh, right?
1: yeah, and how and how it, I mean, that'll
3: bring the GOP. Uh, back.
1: Adam, uh, what about that? I mean, uh, I think a lot of Republicans, uh, they've resisted uh, the call for nonpartisan elections. And I know Curtis has been vocal on that. I certainly have. And Letitia has. Is that something that you think uh, Republicans have opposed at their own peril?
6: Maybe that's a good answer for a state for a state like New York. I mean, you just can't get past the one-party system mm-hmm. in New York that just drubs us. That just can bombard the city and just guaranteed votes the way they do. That we, you know, it's almost how do you overcome such, you know, massive dumpings of votes? Right. When he starts the, he starts the night at about nine thirty, and you right away you're down three four hundred thousand votes.
1: Adam Weiss, uh, AMWPR, thanks so much. We'll be checking in with you uh, as we uh, start the 2024 campaign, which seems to be starting on Tuesday. Thanks a lot. Thank you, man. Uh, we're going to go live to Baltimore. Very excited to be able to uh, chat with uh, my colleague at WCBM Sean Casey. He is the co-host of The Morning Drive with Casey and Elliot, program director of Talk Radio 680 WCBM and also host of the podcast The Sean Casey Show. Uh, Sean, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to help start uh, so many Marylanders' Day. How are you feeling about the uh, election results coming out of Maryland? Maryland one of the states that went from red to blue. You had a Republican governor, Larry Hogan, uh, but apparently the governor's mansion is back in Democratic hands. Is that right?
2: Ah, uh, that is right uh apparently uh, good morning, Frank. thanks morning. for having us on here this morning. I know you've been uh, doing yeoman's work all morning long, so we appreciate the coverage and thanks so much for that. yeah, you start in Maryland, which is uh, actually a blue state, uh, and occasionally we get a Republican governor when Democrats run really bad candidates um, but at this point it's looking as if Westmore is going to be the first black governor uh, in the state of Maryland. Uh, Dan Cox has not conceded uh, the election as of yet he's still waiting for all the votes to be counted but uh, he has nearly a 20-point uh, you know, lead uh, to overcome. So uh, the, the good news is for Republicans, it looks like we may pick up a congressional seat in CD6 with uh, Neil Parrott over the um, uh, multimillionaire David Trone, uh, and Andy Harris has won re-election in, in the first congressional district. So, uh, And a couple other congressional districts in CD2 and CD3. Uh, the uh, Republican only lost by 10 points, so that's a, that's a small victory for Republicans sure. in the state of Maryland. You
1: know, a lot of Republicans always look. To states like Massachusetts, which also now has a Democratic governor, uh, states like Maryland and say, how do Republicans get elected statewide in these blue states? What did Larry Hogan do right in Maryland? Uh, And I guess the same question could be asked of Charlie Baker in Massachusetts that Republicans running in states like uh, New York, for instance, seem not to be able to be able to do.
2: Well, I think the things that uh, that Larry Hogan did right to get elected in the first place was he built. He was a businessman. He built a, something called Change Maryland. He got a lot of grassroots support, uh, and he really ran as a a Democrat light, not a not a conservative Republican in a state that is uh, largely blue statewide. But uh, that's how he got elected, and of course, in his first term, he was fairly popular. Uh, and then, of course, in the second term, we had all the lockdowns and the mandates and so on and so forth, and that turned a lot of Republicans against. Larry Hogan and that's the reason why Dan Cox uh, ended up with the uh, with the primary mm-hmm. nomination over the hand picked Kelly Schultz uh, of Larry Hogan. So there's a, there's going to be some soul searching going on in the Maryland Republican Party. The thing that that Larry didn't do was to build a deep bench here in Maryland. Uh, And uh, there's there's a rift going on in the Maryland Republican Party right now that they're going to have to resolve some of these issues
1: A lot of Republicans are blaming Trump For getting involved in some of these primaries And using his influence with primary voters To uh, have the candidate that was least electable Get nominated and thereby not get elected And Maryland is one of the states that they point to Obviously it's very easy to Monday morning quarterback And say woulda, coulda, shoulda But if the Republicans had nominated a candidate it that was a bit more Hogan-esque and a little less Trumpian, would we have seen a different result tonight or last night?
2: Yeah, it's hard to say. It's because even though everybody likes to, everybody likes to nationalize politics, uh, politics is always local. You're dealing with a two-to-one Democrat registration anyway in the state of Maryland. You're dealing with uh, largely negative media coverage of uh, of Republicans. It doesn't matter who the nominee would be, whether it was going to be Kelly Schultz or Dan Cox. Rather, the um, the media would not have treated uh, them the same. Uh, I think it's what it coulda, shoulda. I just think that going forward, I mean, we're going to have to look at uh, nominating people that can – uh, you know, they could win statewide, and, and I think they have to be supported by the Republican Party. Here's what happened in the state. Larry Hogan went around calling big donors and telling them not to contribute to Dan Cox. So the mm-hmm. big donors sat out this campaign in Maryland, and Dan Cox didn't have the money uh, to compete with the Westmore, and the Democrat machine.
1: Uh, Last question, Sean, and we've been talking with Sean Casey. He's the co-host of The Morning Drive with Casey and Elliott on uh, 680 WCBM. Uh, We've seen a whole bunch of districts and a whole bunch of states in which Democrats uh, campaigned for and spent money on the candidate that they felt was the least electable. And in some cases, that was the Trumpian candidate. Was Cox one of those candidates that Democrats tried to put the finger on the scale for and aid in the Republican primary in Maryland?
2: Yes, they did. They spent a lot of money during the primary run to get Dan Cox, uh, you know, elected over Kelly Schultz. uh, But it's still at the same time, it's the Republican base. It was a Republican primary uh, that turned out. And the Republican base, by the way, in the state of Maryland is a Trump voting base. They uh, they support Donald Trump over Larry Hogan in this state uh, by about uh, almost two to one. Uh, so even though Hogan was a popular uh, governor for the statewide uh, party politics for Republicans in the state, it was it was Trump and Cox.
1: All right, uh, Sean Casey, it's a real treat to be on WCBM. It's great to talk with you. Thank you.
2: Thanks so much, Frank.
1: Thank you. Uh, 800-848-9222 if you want to comment. You know, Curtis, uh, Curtis Lee was here. Letitia Romero is here. That, that problem that he just outlined seems to be a problem in a lot of bluish states around the country, which is the base, the uh, primary voting base of the GOP is very Trumpian. But in order to win in the general election, you need to find a way to appeal to Democrats and independents. Is there a way? to do both is there a way well, to win the I, I primary and- you make
0: it too simple i mean look at oz and federman mm-hmm. come on people hated Oz. he was, uh, he was a carpet bagger he was uh obnoxious uh you know omnipotent you get a guy with federman he comes out you know he's got the hoodie on even though he's a rich kid he plays the game you said there were no aoc candidates what the hell is he He's more AOC than AOC. <laughs> Fetterman is AOC. And he beats Oz. Even after that disastrous debate performance, the voters were looking at it and say, we don't like this guy, Oz. He's just pretentious. He's the kind of guy... You'd be eating food, and he would reach in and pull a piece of food out of your mouth. That's not good for you.
1: I, I think he actually did that to Rudy Giuliani at a recent dinner. I think Rudy ordered He's a that steak. kind of a yeah. person. Uh, that's very interesting. Uh, what's your takeaway on the future of uh, of the GOP, Leticia? How do they compete in blue states?
3: Well, I, I think that... We should start talking about nonpartisan elections in some of these stranglehold blue states where there's just no shot. Um, but I think that we're starting to see it now. We're seeing um the GOP becoming more like the everyday working man. We are, you know, we're representing the working class. We're representing single parents. We're representing the minorities. Um So we're going back to, if you will, to our roots, to our Lincoln roots, mm. you know, and um we're starting to connect with people in that way. And quite frankly, I think the Democrats are going to do it to themselves. Now, having said that um it, with their wokeism, they're going to they're going to help us to, you know, get more people on board. But having said that, I think also the GOP has to recognize that we're ancient and we need to get some more young people into this, you know, into the the fold here. The problem is, is that young people are, are very entitled and they want a lot of things for free. And that's not what the GOP is historically. The
1: headline in today's front page of The Washington Post today is Democrats defy expectations. Is that accurate?
0: Oh, doggone well. I mean, you would have thought <laughs> the red tsunami is going to wipe them all away and then Joe Biden will be forced to live the next two years in the basement in his Washing, his, uh, Delaware Shore home. That's not the case. Uh, and again, you you could say Trump played a role in it. You could say Biden played a role in it. Every state is different. Mm-hmm. Every state has their own uniquenesses, as I said. Look at Fetterman and Oz. That's a perfect example. The people in Pennsylvania, they just didn't like Oz. Because uh, why other, what other reason other than Oprah endorsing Fetterman, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> and Maybe it is the Oprah effect. 800-848-9222. As we give uh, callers a, an opportunity to weigh in. Al is in Huntington. Al, you're on with Curtis Lewell Letitia Romaro, and Frank Moreno. Hey, good
5: morning, guys. Good morning. How are you? Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm in the Red District. I'm in Huntington. Uh, I've met you guys before and I've called before, but uh, when you the question was like, how are you gonna are you gonna win red in a predominated blue state? Well, I tell you, all politics are local. I'm just repeating what you guys said and uh, exactly to the point that uh, you guys were talking about. In my district, it just separates the blue and the red a little more. I was just recently on one of these uh, real estate websites and I see the disparity in the prices of homes uh from now as opposed to a few years ago. So if you're predominantly blue, you're gonna stay in your blue uh in your blue domain. You're gonna go focus on one or two issues out here in the red districts. We're focusing on family, we're focusing on working class, you know, paying the mortgage, living our little uh little four uh, four walls on the roof.
1: All right. Well, thank you. Uh, Thank you. Al. I'm not sure what we would have to add there, but uh, it's difficult to argue that people are to some extent self-segregating Republicans moving into other Republican areas and uh, Democrats doing the same thing. Joe is in Florida. Hello there, Joe.
6: Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, I'm calling just north of Tampa, about an hour north of Tampa. And I I think that uh, DeSantis is young enough to let Trump, put in his first four years, and then DeSantis come up right behind him and put in an eight. Yeah,
1: yeah. I guess the question, Joe, is one... Could Trump win a general election in the current climate? And uh, two, how do Republicans feel about uh, a Trump versus DeSantis uh, matchup? W- what about that? I've heard that from a lot of people that DeSantis is only in his forties; he should let have Trump uh, have one more bite at the apple.
3: Yeah, I think that first of all, we need to uh, change the narrative here, the Republicans, and uh, you know, w- dispute what the was it Washington Times said um, that the, the, the Democrats held us back. We did great. We, you know, if we controlled the House and the Senate, then we achieved our ultimate job. OK, so forget that about us uh, not doing such a great job. Number two is I do think that DeSantis is going to let Trump win. I think that Trump will pick him as his running mate because there's nowhere else to go. And DeSantis is a smart guy. He didn't do what he did, get to where he is by being stupid. He knows he can't beat Trump. So he's going to. Let that happen, and then he'll come right, right around, and people will love him for it.
0: Well, I disagree. I think it'll never get be- any better for Desantis. It'll only get worse, and he's got to look at Chris Christie. When the Iowa farmers came to Drum Thwack and knocked on the door, "Please run, we'll we'll fund you," and he hesitated, and he didn't run. That was his time, and that that ship sailed by. This is DeSantis' time. It'll never get any better for him. It'll only get worse. Mm-hmm. When you're that high up, they knock you down. There are people who are going to be gunning for him, and Democrats will be gunning for him. So I think the time to go is now. Whether he can beat Trump or not, we'll see. But the point is, remember what happened with Chris Christie. He stepped in, and he thought that Romney would take him on as vice president. And then what happened? Brian.
3: Well, Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie, you cannot compare the two. I'm sorry. Well, I'll I'll compare, remember, Chris both Christie was
1: Donald
0: Trump before Donald Trump.
3: Yeah, but Chris Christie is also. Right. Yeah, well. I got plenty to say about Chris Christie, but and, I won't.
1: And a lot of folks are talking about Christie. Well, I don't know, but a lot of folks, but at least Christie is talking about himself as a Republican presidential candidate. You see that going anywhere or is that ship totally? Sued? No,
0: he had a prime opportunity back then. Remember, he was Trump before in there was Trump. Exactly. Yeah. And they were begging him to run. And for whatever reason, he decided not.
3: Let's let's remember that Chris Christie gave bail reform to New Jersey, the first state to do it. So absolutely not. Chris Christie cannot run for anything Republican. He should become a Democrat. Well,
1: at least in New Jersey, uh, the voters got to vote on bail reform, unlike in New York, where it was uh, crammed down the voters' throats by the legislature. Evelyn is in Bayonne. Hello, Evelyn.
6: Good morning, Frank. You know that I have a tremendous amount of respect for you and also for Curtis, and it's good to hear the two of you on the same show together. Um, I have a question for Curtis. About a year ago, he was on with Mark Salzburg and they advised me to stay out of New York, not to take a chance. I usually visit this grand bookstore, and I'd say I spend about $3,000 a year as a tourist in New York after working there for so long. Has Curtis changed his mind now that Kathy Wave uh, Hoch- Hochul is in charge?
0: No, I'd say uh, stay out of New York City. Do yourself a solid. There's nothing here that has gotten any safer. In fact, it's gotten worse. Uh, it's worse than it was during de Blasio. So you have all these emotionally disturbed persons. I call it stranger danger. Uh, unexpectedly, I don't know where they just attack people because they, they should be in a hospital. Uh, shame on uh, Andrew Cuomo, who's trying to resurrect himself. When he got elected, there were 30,000 state beds. Uh, By the time he had to leave, there were 3,000. And there's a guy, there's a, hey, what happened to no cash bail? Oh, Mm. you know, the crime is that you're responsible for that. You were the author. You signed it. These people think we're stupid that we're going to forget. Well, this is one person who's never gonna forget. Stay in Bayonne. It's not safe yet to come here. Remember that Filipino nurse from Bayonne. Remember what happened to her. Yes, I do. Okay. Thank
1: you, Evelyn. All right. Uh, we're going to give people an opportunity to weigh in for 15 seconds. You can say whatever you want for 15 seconds, 800 want to thank uh, Curtis Sliwa and Leticia Romaro for uh, joining me for the hour. You can hear Curtis again around noon um, and on WABC in New York or all around the world at WABCradio.com or the 19 out of 24 hours a day that he's on on the weekend. Uh, anything else people should know about? what you're doing, Curtis? W-A-B-C, always broadcasting <laughs> Sure. Leticia, what are you up to? These um, days?
3: So I have a podcast called The Right Stuff at 7pm on uh, Rumble and live on Facebook every Tuesday with my daughter, Comedian Jen, where we look back at the week's news and we find the humor in it. And So we have a lot of laughs. So everybody tune in though tonight because we have a special edition post-selection. So how do folks find that on Rumble? Uh, Rumble, it's called Right Stuff, R-I-G-H-T S-T-U-F-F um, and just Uh, Search it and you'll find it. Uh, Like us, follow us, and then you'll get notifications and you can live and comment.
1: 15 seconds of fame in just a moment. 800-848-9222. Six open lines. Say whatever you like for 15 seconds straight ahead.
0: The Other Side of Midnight. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano.
1: The key takeaways from today's show, uh, today's election analysis, I should say, is that the Republicans will control the House of Representatives. It is not clear what party will control the U.S. Senate. All indications are uh, that we are headed towards a runoff in Georgia on December 6th, which could be a determinative of which party controls the Senate. Now, it may not be. We're still waiting on uh, the final result in Nevada where the Republican candidate, Luxalt, has uh, has taken a lead. And we're waiting on further results from Arizona where the Democratic candidate is in, is in the lead. So uh, still too close to tell in Nevada and still too close to tell in Arizona. It looks like uh, Georgia is heading to a runoff on December 6th. If the, the whole Senate does come down... To Georgia. That will be the most expensive Senate election in history. Mark my words. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. As far as governor races go, uh, a lot of key victories for the Republicans. Uh, The Republicans won in Texas, won overwhelmingly in Florida, a big victory in Arkansas for Sarah Huckabee Sanders. A lot of people view her as one of the rising stars of the GOP. Democrats winning back uh, the governor's mansion in Maryland and in Massachusetts and uh, holding on to the governor's chair in New York. Without further ado, time for you to be heard for 15 seconds.
0: The other side at midnight. This is 15 seconds of faith. Roger.
5: I know, con- I know everybody wants Congress to get stuff done, but after four years of investigations, it's time now that the general public, be educated about the other side of the story. We should keep the January sixth thing going, the other side of the story.
1: Run.
0: But, uh, Curtis, the the real C- Curtis's comments about the uh, Fetterman and Joe Biden being handicapped. Keep talking like that. That's what that's what puts people, old people, in the ballot box to vote against the Republic scum. And Reagan's the one who closed down the mental institutes. So E Frank. Yes, uh, Gen Z's generation-wise, this is a 52-year-old Generation X who's still pumping the vote, and I wonder if Lee Zeldin is still hoping for a miracle with
1: David. If Georgia goes to a runoff, it should be decided by a swimsuit competition and a bologna sandwich eating contest. <laughs> and finally, Jimmy. A a oh, good. I'm glad we got that. And some things change. Elections may bring different results, but we'll always have that guy. All right. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. If you want to stay in touch, you can email me, uh, frank.morano at wabcradio.com or find me on Twitter at Frank Morano. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Very little politics tomorrow. I hope everybody got it out of their system today. Obviously, if there's news, we'll bring it to you. Some great coverage on this station coming up in just a moment. Frank Morano, good day.